Hey, Failed It fam, it's Aaron here, and I guess you could say we failed it at keeping this episode clean. So if you've got little ones running around, grab some earmuffs. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey there, my name is Erin Deal, and I'm a half-Southern, half-Midwestern mama, some call this voice a nasal twang, who took $5,000 to build and scale a one-of-a-kind experiential organization that improves the lives of corporate professionals through personal development, humanity, and humor. Along the way, I've built client relationships with some of the most notable companies in the country, all while attracting a rock star team of experts and hilarious facilitators. Sounds pretty awesome, right? Well, what I didn't tell you is that my resume also includes a long list of comedy shows I bombed, improv teams I didn't make, companies who told me no, and many a heartache when it came to becoming a mother. I want to show you the real deal of the grit, creativity, and determination it takes to overcome your disappointments, embrace the suck, and design the career you could only dream about. I believe we all have our own unique gifts that we bring to the world, and it is our mistakes that help to unwrap them. Welcome to Failed It. Welcome to Failed It, the podcast that reminds you, you have to fail in order to improve. I'm Erin Deal, the founder of Improve It and your host. And today, Failed It family, I am so stinking excited to have our guest, Sam Ramsdale. Sam, welcome to Failed It. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Girl. Okay. So if you're hiding under a rock and you don't know Sam from the interwebs, I will, let me just share a little bit about you. I'm going to, I'm going to make your cheeks pink real quick. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So she, Sam Ramsdale, she, she currently lives outside of New York City as a singer and a comedian. Pre-COVID, she has been in numerous off-Broadway and regional showcases, and she's trained with some of the best comedy clubs in NYC, including UCB and Groundlings, a girl after my own heart. Now, she now spends time creating music and comedy on social media, including TikTok, where she has amassed over 600 thousand plus followers. So Sam was also recently named the top five new internet comedians to follow in 2020 and the rising new artist in 2020 by the New York Weekly. So follow her on all the social media platforms at Sam Ramsdell 5. Okay. Welcome again, Sam. Uh, Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Oh my God. All right. Wait. So I have a quick question before we dive in. The Sam Ramsdale five, where did the five come from? (laughs) (laughs) I've always been my lucky number and you know what's hysterical. So the one sport that I played in high school, like, I don't even know if you'd be able to guess it. Like, I don't even know if we want to play that game on what, uh, let's just play it. If you were to guess what one sport do you think I played in high school? Uh, 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 basketball. (laughs) No, I played, I played ice hockey. Stop. Yeah. Stop. I'm, I couldn't make it up. So I, and I remember though, I'm from like a, you know, it's kind of a smaller town in Maine. I had four brothers growing up. So that was like what we did. Like on the weekends, we played hockey. Like we had a pond in our backyard. Like we would spend all day, you know, during the winters and pretty much nine months out of the year in Maine because Maine's always freezing. It's like an Arctic playing ho- ho- ice hockey. 
So that was like the one sport that I would play because most of the time, you know, I was doing theater and singing and dancing and all that stuff. But, you know, my parents wanted me to put some sport on my resume for college. And I was like, well, if I'm going to do anything, I'm going to do ice hockey. So it's from that was my number in ice hockey. Yes, I've wondered that when I when I read that, I was like, I wonder they're all the fives. Why the five? That makes yeah. sense. I like the number. I appreciate it. I love it. So, okay, first of all, I have no clue how I started following you on the internet. I can't remember how I stumbled upon you, but when I did, I was hooked. Okay, I've seen you, and and we'll talk about this in a minute. So, anybody listening, I'm going to tell you what I've seen Sam do. I've seen you eat a sandwich. I've seen you do a chubby bunny competition with marshmallows, sing songs from the little mermaid, act like your cat. And this is, you have provided me hours. I'm I'm talking some hours here, Sam, of entertainment on a scroll on a, on a Tuesday. Okay. Like you have legit made me laugh so hard. So I know you said this in your bio that this is really more so what you started doing during COVID. Mm. But did this, what did, was it happening pre COVID at all? Or was this all sparked from being stuck at home all the time? Well, you know what's funny? So I really only started doing comedy, especially because that's kind of like what I've been mo- more known for now, especially like on TikTok, um, probably like a year and a half ago. Okay. March of 2019 that I went to my first improv audition in the city and was like, mm, let's give this whole comedy thing a try. So really before that, and like up, you know, I was posting on Instagram and I had a couple thousand followers on Instagram just because, you know, I was always posting, you know, comedic stories and kind of like bringing people along on this journey of like, hey, I'm a 28 year old girl in corporate America that all of a sudden was like, you know what? Life's too short. I'm going to go after my true dream of being a singer and a professional, you know, performer. So I think a lot of people, you know, I kind of was getting followers that way. People following me going to the city, like I was going to the city four or five days a week for singing lessons and these crazy auditions. And so I think I was getting people following along that way because I really, you know, again, this is pre-COVID. My dream was always to be on Broadway. Like that was like, since I was a little girl, that was my big dream. Um, so I was trying to find ways to get there and failed a lot of times. Talking about failing. Um, failed a lot of different ways to try and get there. Um, but if you had told me like a year ago that I would be making videos of like eating sandwiches and eating a donut on the internet for millions of views, like I would have been like, what are you talking about? Girl, yes. Wait, can we unpack this? Can we just stop right here? Because I, I have so many thoughts on this. Because truly, a lot of our, we call ourselves the failed at family, right? The people who listen to this show. Um, so many of the failed at family are people in corporate America who truly have some, you know, every person who is involved in, with Improve It in some way, shape, or form finds themselves thinking creatively about their future. And you really sought that out. I think that, you know, I, I did the same thing. I'm a, I'm, a little, I'm a little older. I'm an elder millennial, if you will, an elder millennial. Mm-hmm. Um, but back in the day, there wasn't, when I was starting out and, and I had a corporate job and doing improv at night, there wasn't Instagram, there was Facebook, but there wasn't Instagram or anything like that. To find you on the internet, if I was myself, yeah. Let's call it 10 years ago, because it was. Uh, and to find you and to see you doing 
like what I was trying to do mm-hmm. would have been so powerful. So I'm, I, I love that that was a huge community catch for you. People were like, yes, this is what I want. And I'm, I know people listening right now are like, yes, let me go see that. So that's really how this all got started. Yeah. I mean, and it's funny, like, you know, at the beginning of the, you know, with the, the shutdown and with COVID being announced, like, what you know, March 15th, whatever it was. I mean, I thought my career was over. Like, I yeah. was like, oh, this is it. Like, you know, it was a nice run, had fun. But like, New York shut down. Who knows when it'll be back open? You know, like, what am I going to do? Like, I hadn't, quote unquote, made it, you know? So like, all these other Broadway singers who were able to, you know, do other things online. I didn't really have that audience yet. Like I, I really hadn't quote unquote made, I mean, even now I feel like I still really haven't quote unquote made it in in any sense, but you know, it was like my career's over. Like this is done. This is done for. And it really was like almost kind of the beginning, you know, of my career and it really taking off like TikTok and, you know, kind of the shutdown was probably one of the better things that happened for my career. Funny enough. Like now that I look back, I'm like, holy crap, like, I don't know what I would have done. I don't know where I would be um, if I hadn't started just kind of putting my all out there on the internet and started finding another way to do it. You know, when I found so many other friends who were doing Broadway or were doing professional performing, like really shutting down and, you know, getting down on themselves and, you know, not, not that they don't have a reason to. I mean, everything, you know, it sucks. It really sucks. But instead, I'm like, okay, how can I finally like kind of prove myself now. Like now's my time that I need to step it up while everyone else is kind of, you know, is mulking about it and looking at it so negatively. Like this is when I can really rise above. And that was kind of the click for me. And it was like, all right, let's do this. (laughs) Mm, mm, Okay. I I'm giving you snaps. You're taking us to church. I love this. This is good because truly, I mean, I think, there's so many people who can relate to that. When the world shut down, I think a lot of people just wanted to go under the covers and get a Netflix special, you know, and just watch TV for the rest of the year. But I mean, you had a goal, you had a vision and you're doing it. And I know you've monetized your assets, I guess we'll say. So literally, I don't, if if you haven't watched one of Sam's videos yet, please go and watch one. They're so funny, but you make your your physical face, your your mouth, a big part of your comedy, which I think is hilarious. And I think the one video I remember watching you do on saying, this is just me getting paid to eat a sandwich on TikTok. And <laughs> you you mentioned you started to monetize through your comedy videos and said something like you got three cents per view or something like that. So how was that really kind of how, because you are monetizing through this comedy space, right? You are making yeah. somewhat of a living through it. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, TikTok, which is, you know, one of the reasons I have really kind of moved a lot of my stuff over there is recently they opened what was called the TikTok Creator Fund. So they have basically a subset of money where if you, you know, I think they changed like the qualifications to get into the Creator Fund, but I think it's like you have to have over like 100,000 followers you know, you have to have a certain amount of videos and obviously you can't really, you know, be posting things that go quote unquote against their community guidelines, you know, being inappropriate. Um, so I got in and then once you're in, I mean, it, TikTok directly pays me for, so it's three cents per thousand views, which in your, you know, like a lot of people, especially when newer people who are starting out are like, oh my God, like, okay, that's, that's nothing, you know, like that's pennies. But obviously as you grow 
you know, now that I'm at over 600,000, I mean, a lot of my videos get at least a million to a couple million. I mean, one of my videos that like, <laughs> with my mouth, of course, that like broke the internet, the one where the cheeks grow red, glow red, like that was yes. the one that, like, you know, it's everywhere. Um, you know, that has over, I think it's at like 60 million views. Wow. So if you do the math, you know, for like that one video, you know, that's like, you know, like my mortgage payment. Yeah. You know, it's like, so you can really start to monetize and grow and then obviously entices you to grow and spend time on there too, which is, you know, of course, part of TikTok's game, but it's amazing. I mean, it truly, it's like, I don't know how else I would have been able to do something like that. Yeah. Girl, that is crazy. That is cr literally crazy. And you're just creating this from your house, which I love. And what, what did you... What was the feeling that you got when you were named the top five new comedians to follow in 2020? What what ha what went through your brain when that happened? Oh my god! Well, it's just crazy. You know, it was like I, it was totally out of the blue. That I remember it was like in you know this was probably like at the end of May, and I really started to put in like a lot of my efforts, and especially like the rest of the world. Like this is when like everything was still like shut down, like. I wasn't doing much with my job because my, you know, most of my job, even things, you know, day to day, nothing was happening. So it was like, you know, again, how can I make the most of my time? And I was creating these longer sketches. And that's also too why I was taking a lot of classes at Groundlings, taking a lot of sketch comedy courses. Cause I'm like, all right, pre COVID, it was like most of my training was in performing, like live performing, how to be the best live performer I can be. And then when I'm stuck inside, I'm like, all right, now that everything's virtual, how do I now train myself on editing, on acting on camera, on writing my own stuff? Like it, this, now it's just me, myself, and I. How do I edit? Like I had never opened iMovie in my life. I had never like known how to like use camera angles or like using the ring light and the lighting. So I, you know, really like kind of dug in. I mean, it's amazing, you know, what you can find on the internet these days. Like, you know, it's I a couple YouTube videos, and all of a sudden, I knew I could. You know, I was like a pro at editing little, you know, my little short sketches on iMovie. So I really started doing more of that and kind of transitioning there. And a couple of my longer sketches, and again, this is like you know earlier in quarantine, but I did this parody song, um, you know, like the "I Want It That Way" Backstreet Boys song. I did um, "Please Stand Six Feet Away," so I like rewrote it as stand six feet away instead of I want it that way. And that went pretty viral on Instagram and YouTube. And that was when someone reached out to me and I'm like, oh my God, you know, and it just kind of a little, you know, validated for me because it still was like bizarre. And I was seeing some friends that were in the entertainment world. They're like, oh, what are you doing? Like, you know, now you're posting on the internet, you know, this is kind of stupid. You're making these stupid videos. Um, and it kind of validated. I was like, all right, maybe I am, maybe I got something here. Like maybe there's, you know, more I can kind of do with this. So, and then it could, that kind of sparked my really getting deep into TikTok and my growth there. Oh my God. That is, I had no idea you do all of the editing. Oh, I, I figured you created the content, but that is amazing. I mean, oh, that yeah. is the power of a Goog right there. The power yeah. of a Google. That is fantastic. Well, and I know you trained at UCB and you've done some groundlings, groundlings classes online, which is awesome. But do you think, I know those are really training you on the power of improvisation and sketch comedy. What do you think 
that training has done to help you, not just in your comedy career, but in your everyday life? Are there things that you've carried over just to help you in your every single day? Oh my God. I mean, you probably believe this is just as much as I do, but I feel like every single person t- should take an improv class. Yes, like every I, single I mean, no matter what job you have, improv is like, I mean, I'm going to be like a little, you know, biased here, but I feel like it's like one of the greatest arts of all time because it's, it's great. It's maddening. I mean, the fact, I mean, we're, we're like improv comedians are doing probably the scariest thing in the world. Like you think of people who are like, you know, pe- people's biggest fear is like to talk in front of people, right? You know, just yeah. present in front of people. As an improv comedian, you're showing up to a theater that's going to be filled with, you know, again, this is pre-COVID, but you know, a couple hundred people and you have no idea what you're about to say. Oh <laughs> you know, yep. like, you show up and it's, you know, I remember even like my family would come watch me like, so what's the show going to be about? And I'm like, I have no idea. Like I'm really <laughs> going to step on stage and you guys are going to tell me what it's going to be about. And that idea is wild. And it's like, you know, I know, I'm sure this is probably, you know, one of the big themes of your podcast, but it's like, sometimes there's something so magical to doing something that scares the shit out of you. Sorry. I don't yes. know. I don't know if you're just yes. swear on here, but um, do it, do it's it. Like, the best because doing something that's scary now you get like addicted to it it's like after you do it a couple times it becomes like an addiction because you're it's like the biggest best high of your entire life like doing something that's like i'm about to step on stage in front of hundreds of people and they're gonna give me a suggestion and i'm gonna have to make them laugh for an hour you know like yes. how crazy is that that's insane it's <laughs> you know? literally insane well and what you're saying is so true because i'll be honest i grew up with a script i grew up singing dancing acting all of that had a script i yeah. had terrible fear of improv when I first started. I mean, like my armpits would sweat profusely and I just kept going and going and exposing myself to it. And then like you said, it is so addictive because you can't recreate that again. It can never be recreated again. Yeah. It's just so magical. You know, it really is like, it's like your biggest fear. And then once you're done with it, you know, again, no matter how it goes, no matter if you, if you messed up or it went great, it's just like the best feeling that you did it, you know, no matter what it is. And then it teaches you so many skills, especially like if I have anyone who's like, I really want to do comedy, you know, I, even people want to do stand up. I'm like, you have to start an improv because it yes. teaches you almost kind of the basis, like of finding the game, which the game is what makes things funny. And that's kind of a UCB term of like finding, quote unquote, finding the game. But the game is what's funny. And then once you found the game and you know how to find the game, then you can find it in any aspect of life. You can find it in you know your sketch scenes. Like even the sketch classes I take, we always are going back to improv. It's like, okay, how can, you know, if this is true, then what else is true? What's the game here? What game are we playing? So I've learned like probably everything that I need to know for comedy from improv. I like cannot re- recommend doing improv enough. Rich girl, yes. So, okay, yes. Um, if you need a backup singer, okay. I love it. No, okay, beautiful. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, I know you're still working in your corporate job from home. Do you, can you share your title? What you do? Yeah, so I'm in medical sales. Which wow, I know. Yeah, so you know. It, especially, you know, when I'm talking like improv and like a corporate usage, like especially in sales. I mean, you know, with with a lot of my other, you know, people who work at the company that I do who are in sales, I'm always like, hey, if you ever want better presentation skills, like, you know, that's the point too. Like when doctors ask me questions on the spot, something, or I get an objection, 
I use improv, you know, in my head, like, okay, how can I go back to this? Or, you know, what, you know, trying to find thinking on your head, like thinking at the top of your intelligence uh-huh. so quickly on your feet is something obviously that you need to be really good at in improv and you practice and practice and practice to get so good at it. Um, that a lot of those skills have transferred over to my corporate life. And, you know, it's just, it's amazing. Like, you know, if there was a job that I'd have to do corporate, like sales was probably the best fit for me because I am presenting and I, you know, I'm very much an extrovert, of course. So I love being in front of people and getting to meet different people all the time. Not that I'm really doing a ton of that right now in person, but, um, you know, I do love sales and I love helping people. I love working with people. So it is kind of a, you know, again, like if there was a corporate job I had to have, it probably is the best fit for me. Um, but I sell genetic testing, funny enough, completely random. But what? That's yeah. amazing. That I is know, amazing. So cool. Yeah. Okay. You and I need to talk. Yeah. I have a whole story about that. So oh, we don't do. have to share. Ooh. Oh, I do. It's a good Ooh. one. It's a good one. But that is very useful thing. So yeah, um, love it. Okay. So let me ask you this then. So basically what you're saying is if you're in sales, you should probably work with a company who teaches you improv. So thank you for yes. that hard pitch. Thank you for that. I think there's one called improve it. I think there's yeah. a <laughs> <laughs> No, but I really think that it's so it's so I could not agree with you more that everyone in the world should take an improv class. I'm not even doing this like as nepotism. I'm saying it like take a class, to go to a school, any school of improv comedy. And it will just be so relatable because that is even how Improve It exists is because everything I was learning and doing on stage was spilling over into my job, which was also in business development. So at a recruiting firm, which no one likes recruiters and no one likes people in sales and recruiting. So it was a very hard job, but it, it did help. So let me, going back to just, you know, this really being this year of you showing up really hard on social media. Do you, and, and I've seen you post some things about the haters on the internet. Oh my God. Do you ever find yourself in need of like a cleanse from it? And and how do you not let some of the, the negativity get in your head? Oh my God. Every day. No, it's not, you know, it's <laughs> kind of, to, to an extent it's part of the territory. That's probably the one thing that, you know, about social media, so many people can hide behind a screen. Like, you know, if you're performing in front of an audience, you know, the idea that someone's going to stand up and say, I hate you, you know, it's like, this doesn't (laughs) happen behind a screen. When you post a video, it's easy for someone to make up a fake username, you know, and go and comment and say, I hate you. This is stupid, whatever. Um, so there is that part to social media that's like, ugh, you know, it's, it's hard not to read them. And you, you know, and for anyone, you can read, uh, you know, there could be 98 amazing comments of like, I love this. This is great, whatever. But there's like two, you know, or a couple comments that are, say something negative about, you know, whether it's, you know, not funny, you know, whatever, you know, I hate you, whatever. And it's like, you focus so much, you know, of course, there's like all these other comments, but I'm like, but this one person hated it. So it can't be funny because they hated it. But it's so... You know, I was just talking to someone about this the other day. It's like, it, it, it's like that golden rule. If you ever read like the four agreements, which like I've read, reread and I reread and I reread it. You are the second person to put that in my orbit. So good. <gasps> okay. Oh my God. No. You I mean, literally one of the principles is like, if anyone says anything negative about you, it has everything to do with them than it does about you, which, yeah. you know, it, it's like, like how, and what mindset does a person have to be? Like how insecure, how low on themselves, how much of a, 
shitty day does that person have to be having to feel like they have to comment something negative on me? You know, yeah. like I think about what that person's headspace is at and like how they don't really know me. Like they've watched a, maybe a 15, 30 second video of me. It's, they can't possibly know that they hate me based off of a 30 second yeah. video. You know, so it's like, so that obviously something has to be going on in their life that's, you know, not going well. And it's kind of like, you know, Gary V talks blah, blah about this too, but it's like, I bless you. Like, it has nothing to do with me. Like it truly, and I've done a lot of therapy and a lot of, <laughs> Lord knows, um, you know, and a lot of meditation to know and like affirmations to know that it's just, that's, it's, that's not geared towards me. That has everything to do with how they're feeling and their own insecurities. Yes. Um, so I always try to remember that. And I really try not to read the comments. Like I really have tried to be better at that because people just, you know, that's the other thing they would want to People try to be funny in the comments, you know, and there's also like this whole, you know, fascination of who can have the funniest comments and make fun of people. And it's like, that's kind of part of the game of TikTok too, is like who can have that funniest comment. So I just try to leave that as, you know what, if they're commenting on it, I'm obviously doing something right. It's like, there's that quote that all of a sudden now I can't think of it in the top of my head, but it's like, if they're, you know, if they're paying attention to you and they're shooting shots at you, you're doing something right. You know, that's it. That's it. Well, I mean, and that totally makes sense. And I love the the block and bless is a real thing. And I think also just not even blocking, but just sending them blessings because it is not about you. I think that's a really healthy mindset. And I'm sure because you've just experienced this exponential growth into the internet startup, you know, like yeah. you've really catapulted. Hey, failed it fam. Do you have what the kids call Zoom fatigue? Are you sick of logging on Zoom and hearing things like, can you see my screen? Oh, you're muted. You're muted. And oh my gosh, I'm so sorry I'm late. Are you working from home in your bedroom slippers and business mullet like me, which I'm talking about wearing a business top and yoga pants on the bottom, feeling like it's Groundhog's Day every single day? Do you need some laughter, levity, and fun in your workday to change things up while remote? How about a laugh break? That's right. It's called Laugh Break, and it's Improvit's newest virtual offering. Laugh Breaks bring seasoned Chicago and Charlotte-based improvisers into your virtual conference call for a little taste of short-form improvisation. In each session, improvisers engage on live, on-the-spot games based on your team's laughter and suggestions. Now, whether your team needs a quick 15 minutes of laughter or a more substantial 30-minute break, Improve It has got your back. You can go to www.learntoimproveit.com backslash laugh break, or just click on the link in our show notes to book yours on demand today. Again, that's learntoimproveit.com backslash laugh break. Get ready to sit back, relax, and grab some giggles because we could all use a little laugh break right now. See you on the Zoom. I want to think about this way too. I'm totally taking us a different direction, but think about five years from now, think about 2025. What would you tell someone that 2020 meant to you? Oh my God. Ooh. Taking it out there. I know. Ooh, in five years from now, it's 2020. It was the year of, and I know you, you know, again, I'm going to kind of swear by accident and also on purpose, but like, fuck it. You know, like I just, I kind of went to this mindset where like, if the pandemic taught me anything, it's like, we don't know what we, what's 
if tomorrow's promised or not. We don't know if we're going to wake up and tomorrow's going to be a new day, if we're back in shutdown or if there's going to be yeah. another international pandemic. So like, I almost had this mindset where I'm like, if I'm going to go for this, then I'm just going to go for it. And I'm going to post stuff that like, I mean, there are so many times I'm like, oh God, should I post this? Like, this is like crazy. People are going to think I'm nuts. <laughs> but I'm like, fuck it, whatever. You know, what's the worst that's going to happen? And I kind of had this mindset when I started posting. I'm like, you know, some people might not think this funny. Some people might think this is hilarious. Like, you know, this might not do well. I could fail and this is going to get like no views. But hey, at least I know that, you know, this isn't content that people really want to see for me. They want to see something else. So I really just kind of dove in this mentality of like, if I'm going to do this, like, let's just do this as best as I can put out stuff that like, I'm like, you know, again, not to be like, I'm not like offensive or political stuff, but stuff that I'd like, just makes me look like a total wacko, like me eating 12 marshmallows in 30 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, just go for it. And like, if I fail and if I suck and if people tell me I'm crazy, whatever, but at least I can say I went for it and did my best, you know? Yes. I love that. I love it so hard. And people, I think in 2020 are giving so much more grace than we've ever seen before. So I love, cause that's truly failed. It was, was planned to air in, uh, in February of this year. And we had some content created and we scratched all of it and we redid it. Cause we're like, this is what is happening in the world in March 13th. We were like, we've got, and, and so, you know, that sucked. But at the same time, it was like, we need to show up and we need to show up with what's happening right now. And if it sucks, whatever, this is what we want to talk about and what I think people want to hear. And I think you've done the same thing. You've just said, let me try. And and I love that because, you know, this is the failed it podcast Mm -hmm. and you have had some uber success sister. I mean, 2020 is almost like your year. If I'm thinking, if I'm looking at where you're at right now. So What would you say if you had to pinpoint two fails that really stick out to you, or maybe it's just one, but a a failure that has really propelled you forward to where you are now, what would that be? So honestly, like one of the big things that's coming to mind is, and I kick myself about this every day, but like, if you think about it, you know, I had just started doing all this stuff when I was 28 you know, like two years ago, basically. And I think one of my biggest failures is, you know, and I I think about this all the time and I kick myself about this all the time. It's like, if I had started earlier, you know, like I'm like one of my mm-hmm. biggest failures and this is kind of like a two-parter. So it's like in my head, like still one of the biggest things. I'm like, like, can you imagine? Like, what if I had never given up when I was 18 when my parents told me I needed to get a real degree or when my guidance counselor told me that getting a musical theater degree is a waste of money and time or when my music teacher told me that my voice isn't good enough and I'm not funny enough or pretty enough to make it or you know like when even when I was like you know after college and you know there was a couple bands I wanted to go audition to but I was way too nervous because I was like oh I'm gonna suck now and I didn't do it you know and I'm like all those years of like you know, so much potential. Like, again, I always think I'm like, what if I had started earlier? Like I waited so long. Now I'm kicking myself. And it was funny. Even when I was 28, I'm like, oh my God, I shouldn't do this. Like it still took everything to finally, you know, get back up on it. But then again, I'm like, but maybe, you know, I'm also a big believer of the universe and everything happens in mysterious ways. And, you know, we're, we're where we are for a reason. And we've met certain people for a reason. So I'm like, well, maybe it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't meant to happen until now. Maybe that's one of 
you know, could be my biggest failure, but also could be one of my biggest successes and what I can also do for the world to show that it's never too late to go after your dreams. Like what if I, that failure is now like one of my biggest, you know, proponents and one of the best things about me that I can share with the world and share with other women or men who are 28 or in their thirties. And they're like, Oh my God, I've been in corporate America. Oh my God, I'm doing this job that I hate, but I've always wanted to do X, Y, and Z, or I've always wanted to be a writer. I've always wanted to do comedy. Like maybe they hear my story and they're like, well, if Sam can do it, you know, maybe I can do it. So kind of like a backwards way of like, you know, cause I still, you know, again, kick myself and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I waited this long to do it. But hopefully now it just motivates and inspires others, you know, that it's never too late. It's never too late if it's what you love. Who cares how old you are? And there's so many people who've started later. And I'll yeah. say this, you know, when I first started doing improv, I walked into the beginner level improv class and there was people in their 50s and their 40s and they were just there to, to take it, to learn to improve themselves professionally or personally. And then, you know, I also went to another school where I felt like everybody was like 21 and trying to get into SNL. So there's, you know, there's that, there is that happy medium, but I think, you know, I'm a huge power or a huge believer in the power of the universe too. And I think it happened at exactly the right time for you. And I know it seems hard, but I do think that, you know, by just showing your perseverance through this year and just putting it out there, what a testament, what a, you know, looking at that fail is truly looking at it like a gift, which as you know, is one of the biggest rules of improv that there are no mistakes on stage. They're only gifts. They become a part of the scene. So if somebody listening today from the failed at family wanted to know what are, what are three things they could do to take action based on learning from your quote unquote gifts, what would you say? three things for them to do to take action. Three things. Well, in like regards to like improv or comedy, you mean? Or just, so when you say your failure was, you know, not starting soon enough or starting later in your, in terms of age, and that's your failure. What, what would you say if somebody listening right now is like, I'm 37, I'm 42. And I, I think I'm funny or I'm 42. I hate my job. I've been in the same industry for the past, seven years, my entire career has been in in PR, but I want to change and completely go into this different direction. What would you say are three pieces of, or three pieces of advice or action items that they could do? Well, first of all, do it and do it scared. I think I'm always a believer, like if there's something within you, I'm always a big believer of listening to your gut and listening to your intuition. And I will spend, you know, the rest of my life trying to get as in tune with my intuition as I possibly can because most of the time like we already know what we're looking for, you know? And when you're when there's something that's inside of you that's like I want to try comedy. It's there for a reason. You know, like there's a reason why my insides aren't saying, "Hey, you should try basketball because I hate that." <laughs> and I would never be basketball. I, I can't imagine why I thought that was your sport. I have regrets. I have regrets. <laughs> I'm like five one. That would be like the most embarrassing. Thing. Um, but you know, if there's something inside you that's saying you should try improv or you should try sing or whatever it is, there's a reason that it's there. There's a reason that that's there and you've got to listen to it or else that's mistake number one. And do it scared. Like 
you should, you should go back if you're, you know, especially I think people who are like, oh my God, I'm scared to post this video. It's not good. I don't think it's good enough. Have you, try looking at my videos two years ago. I mean, they're like dumpster fires. You know, it was like when I'm still <laughs> like trying to figure out how to edit them, they're horrible. You know, it's like some of my first singing videos, I was going back and laughing. I'm like, oh my God, this sounds horrible. But it's, that was, you know, it was like, I had, you have to do it scared and post it. I mean, that's the scariest part is posting it. And people, especially, you know, they're always going to, you know, you have people that are going to support you. Hopefully you have people that are going to support you. Um, and your confidence is going to slowly grow and you're going to get better, but you can't like, you know, Lizzo didn't just like step on a stage one day and had millions of people following her. I mean, if she always tells us, I always bring her up because she's an amazing story too of like, how when she started like some of her videos that she posted way back in the day and where she was going for some of her shows, there's like five people there, you know, mm -hmm. I feel like the media is so good at like glorifying this overnight success when a lot of it like takes years of failing, failing, sleeping in your car, you know, getting horrible advice, plenty of, plenty of people telling you you're not good enough and you'll never make it. I mean, if you're not getting that, then you're doing something wrong, yeah. you know, like just knowing that that's part of it. Like, you know, when I kind of went into, especially like auditioning on Broadway, like everyone was like, know that it's, you're going to have to do years and years of people telling, you no. you never just show up at one audition on Broadway and make it in that one, you know, no one does that. So show up, do it scared and know that, you know, same thing with stand up or improv, like what you were just saying, like, that's almost like the christening, like, you know, if you're going to do stand-up comedy, your first stand-up comedy is always going to go horribly. No matter mm -hmm. what you mm -hmm. do, it's going to go bad. You know, or not even bad, but it's just, you know, it's not going to get the roar of laughters that Amy Schumer does when she steps on, on stage because she's had 10, 15 years of doing that every single day. Mm -hmm. so, so being prepared to know that you're going to fail and failing, like you were saying, failing is a gift. Like, I love failing. I fail all the time. <laughs> if I'm not failing, I'm doing something wrong. So I love failing and looking for that feedback and getting better and not getting down on those comments because people are going to come and say, you know, this isn't funny or, you know, you're not good enough and know that that's part of the process and let that fuel you to keep going and to get even better. Yes. Oh my God, Sam. Yes. I love that so much because I think everything that you're saying could be applied to anyone if they're working in corporate, if they're an entrepreneur, if you're going after a comedy career, if you want to be a Broadway star. I mean, that is exactly what this podcast is about. And I love that you embody that. And I think a lot of people listening are going to take away a lot of good tips and hopefully take one or all of them and use them and apply it. So let me ask you this, sister. Okay. Now we say improve it is the name of our company. And we say the it is whatever your it may be. So yep. after you've learned and you've, you've, you know, you said you love failing, which I love after looking at the lessons learned from your fails or gifts, what would you say is your it or your life's purpose? You know, I always go back and forth on this. I really, you know, even kind of what I was touching about earlier is like, I hope that like my gift to the world is showing that like anything's possible when you truly love doing something and when you have the passion for it. Like, you know, it, I think I've really, when I first started, like when I was 28, I mean, really, I think one of my friends and my boyfriend were like supporting me on doing this. It really was like, I was 
my friends thought I was crazy. My friend, my, they still think I'm crazy. <laughs> my parents thought I was nuts. They're like, you're what? You're going to do comedy? I mean, yeah, even now they're still like, I have no idea what the hell you're doing and what TikTok is. But, you know, whatever <laughs> you have. Um, you know, like I had so many people. I mean, I had like a hundred followers on Instagram. Like when I first started doing this, it was like, what? You know, I just remember faces and, you know, people's responses. And I'm like, I'm going to go start singing lessons and doing some open mics. People are like, wait, 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 wait. You're going to do what? <laughs> when? You know, I think it was so sad. I'm like, and I now, you know, being able to see when I tell my story that people are like, oh my God, you just inspired me. Like, I've been always wanting to take guitar. Like, I'm going to go do it. And I'm like, do it. Why not? It's like, I hope that if I, you know, if my story shows anything, it's like, you know, kind of I mentioned earlier, like, if Sam Ramsdell can do it, like, why can't I? Yes. I really want people to hear my story and think that and think that anything's possible. When you believe in yourself and when you are loving what you're doing, you can do anything you want. You really can do anything you want if you believe in yourself. I love that. And I think the loving what you're doing part of that, too, is so key because I think a lot of times we think that work has to suck or it can't be fun. Yeah. And if you could create a life where you're loving what you're doing, what a more fulfilling life. And you've done that. I mean, yeah. you spend, I know you're still working in sales, but I think it, I, I can see a future for you where that sort of dissipates. I hope no one from your company is listening, but yeah. you know, it sort of does dissipate. Yeah. At this point, everyone, yeah, they're, they're aware. They know, they know. They're aware. Yeah. Okay. Fair, fair, fair. Okay. So let me ask you this. What would you do? I love to hear this answer or this, or I love to ask this question. I'm so interested in your answer. What would you do if you knew you could not fail? Oh, well, I mean, the goal, you know, of course, would be to do this full time, you know. Yep, yep, yep. Getting closer. You know, of course, pre-COVID to my my main goal, like what I really wanted to do before I had really, you know, seen how much I can do online was I actually on May 1st, I had booked a, sh- a one woman show in Manhattan at Club Bonafide to do a comedy musical show kind of based on my life. And I wrote music and I did comedic monologues. And like, that was like my big thing on May 1st. I had been writing it for the year and a half, wrote all the songs, wrote all the monologues. And I just gotten it at the end of February. And, you know, I remember obviously like when we found out that COVID was happening and then it got postponed and postponed again and postponed and postponed again. It was like, you know, I was heartbroken and I just, was so upset that that had happened. But, you know, I mean, it it also has been such a blessing that now, you know, I've, you know, that almost didn't happen, like, in a sense. And now that I'm, like, going down this tangent, (laughs) whoa, whoa. (laughs) Wait, what? What was that? What, what was the question again? I was like, I got this whole thing about this my show, and I'm like, wait, shit. What is happening? So, if you could not fail, would it be the? Would it be to go back and do the one woman show? What would you do if you could not? Fail? Oh, I couldn't fail if I couldn't fail. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that I was like, why was I going down the one woman? Show? Um, so that was like having this one woman show that was going to be like my main job was like having this show that I could have like on a weekly basis. Like I really look up to this, this comedian called Kat Cohen. I don't know if you've heard of her. She's in Brooklyn, but she's a singer comedian. And she like, you know, I follow her and I was like, Oh my God, like that's exactly what I want to do. Like I want to have like a one woman show where I get to sing, I get to make comedy and I get to get paid for it. And I get to do it as much as possible. Like that was kind of the dream. 
get rid of the corporate job and sing and make comedy and have my own show. You know, and, we, and obviously, I mean, the club that I was supposed to do that out, I don't even think it's going to make it out of COVID. Mm-hmm. So who knows what's going to happen there. But so that was, you know, again, pre-COVID was like my dream. And that still is, you know, when that when that's safe and when, you know, everything comes back together in New York City. You know, my dream was to always live in New York City and have this one woman show and be able to do it full time. Like that's, you know, that's kind of the dream. That would be like, you know, if everything was perfect, being a full-time performer. Um, obviously things are looking a little different for right now, especially with New York being shut down to like 2022. So, but even if I can, you know, I, I mean, TikTok is just crazy, but TikTok has been doing so well that, you know, once you get to a, a certain amount, like it's right around when you get to like a million followers, you really start to get attention of casting managers and agents. And, you know, that's when you're really kind of doing it full time almost. And you could, you know, I could, I could really look to quit my job at that point if I wanted to. So we'll see. Girl, you will. This time next year, we're going to revisit this podcast. And I I can almost guarantee it's going to happen for you. I'm so excited. And I want to safely come see your show. Safely. I love it. Oh, okay. Wait, Sam. What did you fail at today? Oh, my God. Today? How much time? No, we got. Um, <laughs> I, well, actually, so far today, so it's 11 a.m., I you know, again, like once you start doing stuff that scares the shit out of you and challenges you, you know, like we were talking about earlier, you get addicted to it. Like I love doing new things that challenge me in all sorts of ways and physically too. And that's a lot of part of my story too, is when I was really depressed and stuck at 28, like figuring out why I was so miserable and realizing it was music and singing. Like I was 50 pounds overweight. Like I was really overweight. I was smoking two packs of cigarettes a day. I was drinking every night. Like I was super unhealthy. So I really made this new uh, promise to myself to put, you know, start putting my mental health, my physical health first. So I lost 50 pounds, but now of course COVID has been a little rough, you know, the last couple months. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wanted to do something different. I actually have been trying yoga. So this morning I went to a yoga class and I was trying, um, you know, I'm trying to get better and just, you know, be more flexible and have that mind body connection through yoga. And I like completely ate shit. There was like, there were doing really, really <laughs> but you know, I, I, that's, you know, that's just like the story of my life. And you know, I'm always going to be the one where it's like, should I try this yet? You know? Oh, well, let's just try it. If I, <laughs> if I land on my face, I land on my face and then, you know, be better next time. So that was something that happened bright and early this morning. I freaking love it. Okay. That makes me that actually had a visual of that happening. And I'm sorry. I'm glad you're okay, but it is funny. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. All right. Well, this is the final round. Okay. Not even okay. a round. It's a round of questions. You don't even know it's coming. It's called okay. the fail. Yeah. Lightning round. Okay. Uh-huh. So there's a little improv, some thinking quickly on your feet, which I know you'll be great at. And so I'm going to ask you a series of questions and then you have to respond as fast as you can with only one word answers, but know that you can't fail. But if you do say more than one word, I'm going to give you a, a fail. Yeah. Just like that. Like in that voice, like love it. Fail, yeah. Okay. Creepy, weird voice. I love it. Okay. Are you ready for the fail? Yeah. Lightning round. Say I'm ready for the fail. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Here we go. One word to describe your early career. Oh, 
shitstorm. <laughs> Hell yeah, two words. <laughs> what two words? Damn it. Okay. Storm. I love this. Okay. One word to describe where you're currently at in your career. Mouth. <laughs> oh, okay. One word to describe your future self. Shining. Ooh, okay. One word to describe your favorite boss. Uh, mentoring. Mentor? Mentoring? Mentoring? <laughs> I'll give it to you. Mentor, 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 mentor. Uh, Okay, one word to describe your least favorite boss. (sighs) Dick. (laughs) One word to describe your TikTok style. I don't want to reuse the same word, but crazy. Okay, one one word to describe your comedy style. Real. One word to describe this interview. Fun. Yeah. You got one fair year. I'm very proud of you. That was amazing. Very amazing, Sam. Oh, yes. Okay. So I know I already said it, but tell people how they can find you on everything social media. Yes. So Sam Ramsdell 5, pretty much everywhere. So it's S-A-M-R-A-M-S-D-E-L-L. Instagram, TikTok, of course um youtube facebook i would say instagram and tiktok are probably my big two I, i'm not a tweeter um although everyone keeps saying i should get into that but tiktok and instagram are my my big ones so if you follow me out there you'll get you'll get the gist of it love it and don't you have a song on spotify i do well oh i should have mentioned this is like you know a fail too i forgot how forget about all my failures there's so many of them <laughs> That was a song that I wrote, so it can't be the only one on Spotify. I wrote this song like right before everything went down with COVID, so I didn't get to promote it as much as I wanted to. But that's this was like my first song that I wrote, and I worked with the producer, and like I wrote the whole thing myself. I did, you know, obviously all the vocals, and um, it's you know a song that I thought you know I wanted like a pop ballad song, and you know, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But check it out. Check it out on Spotify. Yes. Yes. Check it out. It's there. I did it. (laughs) I love it. Oh my God, Sam. Okay. Well, first of all, I want to, I'm going to say thank you to our failed it fam for listening, for tuning in today. So tell us what you want more of based on this episode. You can send us a DM, uh, keeping it real deal, or you can send us an email at info at learn to improve it.com. And the best conversations happen on our website, learn to improve it.com. So on this episode's page, drop us a line, tell us what you think. And then Sam, oh my God, Sam Ramstall, you I feel like we need to be friends, but thank you so much for sharing your gifts of failure with us. You are pure joy. And I will have to say the world needs you right now and they need more of you to make us laugh and to share your videos during these crazy times. And you totally failed it today. And we are just so honored to have had you on the show. Oh my God. Thank you so much. I am so glad you asked me to be on. It was so nice chatting with you. Hopefully we get to see each other in person at some point. I would love it. I'm done. I'm coming. I'll come to your one woman show. We'll have a cocktail after. Okay. Fail. Yeah. Failed it, fam. Fail. Yeah. 
Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to Failed It. I'm so happy you're along for the ride. And if you enjoyed today's show, head on over to iTunes to rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every Wednesday. I'll see you next week, but want to leave you with this thought. What will you fail at today and how will that help your future successful self? Think about it. I'm proud of you and you are totally failing it. See you next time. 